I know they want me to sing, but I'm not going to. Uh, did he put in, yeah, do it now. You know, I was reading over through the book of Isaiah, and I come across, and I love this scripture, and, uh, but it's something we really do. We need to do it now. And uh, it's Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 through 7. I've used this scripture several times, and, it's, and really, that's what we need. We need to do it now. It says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he'll have mercy. He'll have mercy on them and, and our God, he will freely pardon them. You know, that's simply what Isaiah is saying here is something that we all need to listen to and tell others. Now is the time, and the time is getting closer and closer. You know, it's just like uh, over in the book of Revelations, uh, chapter 12, where, where God is having a problem with Satan. You know, he, he's, he's, getting, he's telling us about Satan being kicked out of heaven and the angels and all of that. And he, he warns the earth. He says, Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan is coming down to you and he is in a rage and he knows he has but a short time. See, even Satan knows that he has a short time to do what he's going, what he wants to do. And uh, God's already warned us, he's, it's a short time. It's in Revelation uh, chapter 12, I think verse 12, that he talks about that, that Satan does not have a long period of time here on this earth to do what he wants to do. So we need to, while we can, call upon God. Ask him to forgive our sins. To, uh, to and, and just well, for, for, forgive us and is just what, what we need to do. You know, and I'll ask a question. What does it mean to seek the Lord? Well, Seeking the Lord, what are we doing? Remember when you was a kid and you used to play a game called hide and seek? Somebody was hiding and you'd go out and seek them or try to find them. Well, God is not hard to find, but we have to seek him. We, sometimes we have to look for him. He's there, but we have to look for him. We have to come to him. He, he is called and he is called. It's just like in Scripture says, Ask, and it will be given. Knock, the door will be opened. Seek, and you will find. We have to get out. We have to come to God. We have to pray to God. We have to invite God in. God is not going to barge in. He's not going to come kick the door in. He says, knock. Knock. And that's what God does. He's knocking at the door of our heart, asking us to open it and let him in. Seek him, and you'll find him. It says, seek, and you will find. When we really seek God, we'll find him. God will guide us to him and what, and, and what he wants from us. And, uh, but to seek the Lord, according to Isaiah is telling us we should seek him and seek him now. 
to seek means to look for, to find. It says, and while he is near, he can be found. You know, there's going to be a time, and then during the tribulation is going to be one of those times the people are going to go through that tribulation. And until he comes back and sets up his thousand-year reign, people are going to suffer and go through that tribulation. But through that tribulation, they can still be saved. See, God looks at this. He says, they'll go through the tribulation, and there's going to be a lot of them that will, that will realize, finally, I need God. And they will, they will receive God. And they can receive God even through the tribulation as long as they don't accept the Antichrist as their God, bow down to him, or serve him. But God says, if you take the mark of the beast, you're saying that you want the Antichrist over God. So if you take the mark of the beast, you cannot be saved because you've made your choice. So we all want to make sure, you know, we, know, we don't know what the mark will be. We know it's either going to be on the back of your hand or on your forehead. But it does not tell us what the mark is. Most people think it's something like a, a barcode that they'll scan or something to show that you have come to the beast. And, they, and you can't buy or sell unless you do take that mark. So it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a rough time. There's going to be a lot of suffering going on during that tribulation. But that's what Isaiah is saying. He says, do it now while he can be found. Do it now before you have to go through all that. And uh, so, but to seek the Lord, it just simply means call upon the Lord, talk to him, pray to him, ask him, Lord, help me to serve you and to do what you want me to. And, and you know, and pray and ask him, Lord, I know I don't deserve it, but Lord, could, would you forgive me? Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you forgive me of how I've rebelled against you? When we sin and we come against the Lord, that's what we're really doing. We're rebelling against God and His Word. We want to do what we want to do and not what God says. Sin, and a lot of times sin, is enjoyable. But it's wrong, and God's not going to receive that. we got to want God more than we want sin. And, uh, but to plead for his forgiveness, his mercy, and just simply come to God and ask him to forgive you. You know, God did not make salvation hard. He didn't. He made it very easy. And I'm going to show you how easy it is right at the end of this. And, uh, <clears throat> but Isaiah gives us, through this, he gives us some details on, on what happens when we seek the Lord. First, it's clear that we cannot seek God and find God while we're practicing sin. God is not going to hear us until we come to Him and ask Him to forgive that sin. When we truly seek God, one of the first things that will happen, what do you think is going to be the first thing to happen if you really, truly seek God and ask Him to forgive you of your sin? First thing that's going to happen is that Holy Spirit is going to convict, convict you of that sin that you're in. And you're going to have to forgive it. You're going to have to repent of it. If we don't repent of it, you can't be saved. Because you're, 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 you're wanting to hold on to that sin instead of getting rid of it. God, when, when we come to Him, I'm telling you what, Ralph, now I believe me, I know this. 
God will shake you and he will awaken you. When I came to God, it was something I never, I never experienced anything like that. I literally, when God got a hold of me, I was shaking, quivering. I couldn't quit crying. I had tears just, I knew it was God. I didn't even wait. It was during the song service at the church. I didn't even wait for that to end. I didn't wait for the invitation. I got up out of my chair and I went to the front of that church. And I prayed to God to forgive me and to receive me into, in, into his fold. I come asking God to forgive me. He had me, he shook me up so bad. I knew it was God. And I knew I had, if, I knew I had to go right then. That's what he's saying. Don't wait. Come now. You know, you can wait too long and, and then Satan wants to get a hold of you. And he wants to remove what God was doing. And, you know, we talk about the sower planting the seed. He said sometimes that seed falls on hard ground, shallow ground. And that word of God does not get a good hold in your heart. And it's so much easier then for Satan to come along and pluck that word and take it away from you. You've got to get God's Word in your heart. You've got to get that meaning in your heart. You've got to get God in your heart and want Him more than you wanted the other stuff in your life. And so help me, God will shake you. He will shake you and He will awaken you to what He wants you to do. And once He has shown us our sins, now he's going to show you your sin. He's going to show you what you need to get rid of. We must then be willing to forsake it or to confess it, get rid of it, if we're honestly seeking God. Sometimes we say, well, I'm, I'll confess some of my sin, but, you know, that one little sin that I'd kind of like to kind of hold on to. No, you have to get rid of all of it. Sin is sin, and God is not going to receive sin. And if we refuse to turn from our sin, then at that moment, we are ceasing, we're ceasing then to seek. Or to, if, if we don't get rid of our sin, what we're doing is we're really ceasing, ceasing to quit seeking God. I'm trying to say that, but in other words, we just about give up on seeking God if we don't get rid of the sin. We're choosing to sin over God if you won't get rid of it. And God is not going to accept that. You're going to have to get rid of the sin, put God in your life, and get rid of all the sin that you've got in your life. And we have to get rid of the sin. Why? Because God cannot be found in sin. In sin, God can't be found. He, we have to get rid of that sin. Therefore, it's impossible for us to seek God unless we get rid of the sin. God's not going to hear us. He's listening to you now. But if you're going to try to hold on to that sin, God will not receive you. But seeking the Lord doesn't mean just turning from sin. It also means turning wholly to God. Making God first, number one in your life. That that's what you want you want God more than you want sin. And if we don't choose God over sin, God will just kind of push us to the side. 
Because you want, you want, he says, you're wanting that sin more than you want me. You're not going to serve me. You're going to continue to serve that sin. And uh, <clears throat> when we're turning to God, what are we really asking for? We're asking for God's forgiveness. We're asking for God's blessings. We're asking God to deliver us from our sin, trying to escape the wrath that's coming. Y'all you know, know there's wrath. We just talked about it. There's a wrath coming. That's what the tribulation is. The tribulation is simply God pouring out his wrath, his, his anger on man from all they've done for all their sins and not repenting of them, making fun of his son, cussing his son, not receiving his son after all that Jesus did for us. God's angry. If you really get into Revelations and you look at some of the the trumpets and the bowls especially, it'll scare you. It'll scare you because it's very, very serious and it's very bad. And even at that time when man has this opportunity they will not confess their sin because they're going to be saved angry and mad at God for what they've gone through that they're still cursing God. That's what the Bible tells us. They will not, they will not repent because they're angry at God for what they've gone through, but yet they brought it on themselves because they wouldn't confess their sins. We, we, can, we, we got a choice. We can confess our sins and accept God, or we can hold on to our sins and go through God's wrath and anger. And that wrath and anger is going to lead to hell. That's what it leads to. And, uh, <clears throat> but when we seek God in our heart, we are believing and trusting in Him that we can escape His anger. Faith. And getting out of that sin and believing that God has taken it away, that He has truly taken it away, you know, look what Isaiah says here. You know, Isaiah said, he told us what would happen when we turn to the Lord. He told us what would happen. He says, he will have mercy and freely pardon us. When we come to the Lord with the heart, he will have mercy on us. Brother, we need mercy. And he will cleanse us, take away our sins, and make us one of his children. And the only way to seek God and find him is through our relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to have Jesus in our life before we can come to God. You have to receive Jesus. Just like, just like the scripture tells us. Jesus says, For I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to God except through me. What are you saying? You cannot come to God unless you believe in me and accept me. If you can't believe in me and accept me, you can't come to God. So we have to have Jesus and a relationship with Jesus in our life before we can come to God the Father. And uh, we all know that Jesus right now is sitting in heaven next to God's throne. He's our mediator. He's our intercessor. When you pray your prayer, Jesus receives that prayer, and he presents it to God. He's interceding for us in heaven. We cannot come to God if we are separated from Christ. Most people say, well, you know, if I come to God, why not need Christ? 
Well, for one thing, you can't come to God till you have Christ. You have to have Jesus in your life to come to God. And uh, right now, God is near to us. There's still time to call on Him because of our faith in Christ. Having Christ in our life, that's when God hears us. That's, that's when our prayers get up to God. You know, until we get Jesus in our life, our prayers don't even get to God. But when, once, we get, once we get Jesus in our life, God hears every prayer that you pray. Every prayer. He doesn't, he doesn't scratch out nothing. He hears every one of them. I don't care how big, how small, because God cares about us. If we're going through something, God wants us to come to Him. What did He tell us? Bring your burdens to me. Give them to me. Whatever you're going through. Your troubles, your sorrows, your pain. Whatever it is, bring it to me. See, Jesus knows what pain is. He knows what sorrow is. He went through it all just for us. He said, I'll go through it again. When you're, when you're a when you have pain and sorrow in your heart and in your life, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Let me have it. Let me take it. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, right now, like I said, God is near to us. We just need to forsake or get rid of our sin and turn to Him. He's standing and He's truly waiting for us to say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I've received your Son my Lord and Savior. Lord God, forgive me of my sins because of what your Son did for me. You know, if Jesus, if it wasn't important for Jesus to come and die on that cross for our sins, God would never send him to do it. But it had to be. It had to be shed blood. For there is no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. Do you remember when they used to shed the blood of a lamb in the Old Testament for the forgiveness of sin? Who is Jesus Christ? He is the Lamb of God that shed His blood and died on that cross for us. We still have the blood of the Lamb shed for us. And uh, <clears throat> we just need to, like I said, get rid of our sins, turn to, to God, and he's, you know, he's waiting for you to call on him. He's waiting for us to come to him. He's waiting for our families. How many of us are really telling our family and our friends? As close as times are getting, how many of us are telling our family and friends how close it is that, we, that you need God in your life? I know I've, I've had it, and I had those feelings before I came to God. People ask me, they say, Bill, how come you don't come to God? I said, well, maybe someday I will. When I get old and everything, can't do nothing else, you know. I was having fun. I was enjoying stuff. And I thought I was going to have to give stuff up when I came to God. But God put so much more in my life, I don't even remember what I was giving up. He filled everything that I never regretted, or I will never regret, asking God into my life. Nobody will regret asking God into their life if they truly love Him, believe in Him, and accept Him as their Lord. He's going to take care of you. He's going to bless you. He's going to be there when you need Him. He's not one of these so-called people that just, oh, he's my friend, but yet you need Him. They're not there. 
He'll always be there. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But I will be with you for all times. And he never leaves us. What do you mean he never leaves us? He has placed the very Spirit of God on the inside of us and walks with us. Is in us continuously, constantly. We're never without the Spirit. We're never without God. We're never without Jesus. He's always with us. And uh, I told you a while ago that, that, that God made salvation very easy. I'm going to read you three scriptures. And if you can get these three scriptures down into your spirit and into your heart, say these to God, listen to, listen to them. And you've all, you probably already already know what I'm going to do. First one we're going to look at is Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. These are two of the main scriptures that you need to have people repeat. How, do I, how can I be saved? What do I have to do? You simply tell them. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Next one, verse 10. For it is with the heart. Remember, with the heart. Truly believe with the heart. For it is with the heart man believes unto righteousness, the righteousness of God. And with the mouth, confession is made unto our salvation. We confess that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. What does the Bible say? Jesus told us over in the New Testament, if you will not confess me before man, then I will not confess you before the Father in heaven. Confession is very important. You cannot be ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ and call him your Lord. You have to have faith in Him. You have to trust Him. You have to believe in Him. You have to confess Him. And I say believe in Him in your heart. Believe in your heart. No doubts. No questions. Truly believe. And the last one, this is really simple. And it's in Romans 10, 13. For whosoever, I don't care who you are, what you've done, where you've been, who your friends are, or nothing else. Whosoever, if they will call upon me, they shall be saved. If you will call upon me and confess me as your Lord and Savior, you are saved. You belong to me now. And I'm going to change your life. I'm going to turn your life around. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to walk with you. And I'll never leave you, but I'm going to always be with you. When you call upon me, I'm there. That's what Jesus is saying. Call upon me. I'll never forsake you. I'll always be there. Greater love has no man than to lay down his life for a friend. That was Jesus' love for us. Laid down his life for us so that we could have eternal life. So see, God made it pretty simple in three verses here. If you can get these three verses into your heart, if you're talking to somebody, tell them about these verses. If they will repeat those verses and believe, God will come into their life. And we need to care enough about somebody to tell them about it. We say we have friends, our family. You know, I know it's probably family is the worst in the world to try to witness to. 
And you think that would be the easiest, but it's not. Why is family harder to read to, to witness to? Very simply because that family knows you and what you used to do, how you used to be, the things that you did, and now you're telling me I need to give them up? They knew you. That's when you need to tell them, yes, at one time I was just like you. But I met Jesus Christ. Therefore, any man who is in Christ is now a new creation. All the old things in his life, those places I used to be, those are gone. You're a new man now in Christ. You have no sin. God has forgiven your sin. He has cast as far as the east is from the west. And he said, I'll never remember it against, against you. Because you're mine now. That's his love. That's his forgiveness. And we need to share Jesus Christ with other people. And when we start doing this, I think you'll see this church start getting filled up. Sometimes we have to convict our friends and to believe it, to, to accept in Jesus Christ. Make them feel guilty. Oh, well, I hate to make them feel guilty. No, make them feel guilty if that's what you got to do to get them an eternal life, to get them into heaven. It's not one of these deals, oh, I know, I know. God will understand. He, he knows what you're going through. He understands. You don't have to know have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or you cannot enter the gates of heaven. No other way. No other way. I'm tired of these so-called preachers telling us, oh yeah, there's all sorts of ways. You can do it. God will understand. No, God's not going to understand. He's told you what we got to do. And that's what you got to do. It's what God said to do. So sometimes we have to maybe hurt some feelings. You might lose a friend or two, and you may, but they may gain eternal life in what you did for them. It's worth it. Take the chance and tell them about Jesus. But I just wanted to bring this to you because the ones that are here tonight are the ones I really wanted to hear this. You're the one that's going to go talk to somebody. You're the one that's going to tell somebody about Jesus. It's not these that just come ever so often, every now and then, or this and that. It's the dedicated, the, the sincere ones, the ones that truly love Christ. And I think that's you. Or you wouldn't be here. There's other places you could be, other things you could be doing. But you chose to be in God's house. And God is telling you something tonight. Believe in me, serve me, tell others about me. You may be that one person that reaches down and he reached down his hand and he pulled me up. You may be that one person that reaches down and pulls somebody right out of the grasp of Satan simply by telling them about Jesus Christ. So I want to thank you for being here tonight. Like I said, you could have been somewhere else, but you chose to be here. And God's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for those here tonight. Father, let us share your word. 
Lord, let us tell others about you. Lord, just tell them as simply if they will confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in their heart that, that he rose from the dead, they shall be saved. Oh, Lord God, it is for it is with our heart, it is with our heart that we believe unto righteousness. And with our mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And for whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord and believe in their heart, they shall be saved. That's salvation. That's it. That's salvation. Lord, thank you for showing us this. Lord, put it in our hearts. Let us memorize all these verses so we can share it with others. Lord, thank you again for those here tonight. Bless them. Meet their needs. Lord, whatever they're going through, I ask you to walk through it with them and deliver them. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.